When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's August 21st and this is episode 257. You are invited to join me and my dear friend and longtime co-host, Kelly Gordon. And today we are here to tell you all that you need to know about the awesome trends for fall 2020. I'm Meg Teets, and this is Sorta Awesome. Hello, and welcome back, Awesomes. You are listening to the show that is all about bringing you awesome conversations, friendships, and community. Whether you found us through Facebook or Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, by the recommendation of a friend, or from our other show, Awesome Today, it's truly awesome that you are here. Again, this is episode 257, and today I'm visiting with Kelly Gordon. Kelly, hello, and how are you? I am really good, Meg. It's so good to be here with you in the awesomes. I'm so glad to have you here. We are talking about fall trends this week. Now, listen, we all know 2020 has been problematic, but that's not to say everything is all bad. And as some of us are getting back into some swings of life, I don't know that anyone is living a true normal life or a life like we lived in the before times. (laughs) It's a new normal though. It is a new normal. I think especially with the start of the school year and things, even though everything is disrupted, it's still like, okay, I can find some things here to hold on to, some things that I can control. I think that's the hard thing about this year is so much that we can't control. And so if we can find even little tiny toe holds or finger grabs where we can say, I can do this. Okay, that's what we're here to help you do, right? Exactly. That is so exactly right. So we thought that this week it would be fun to just say, hey, you know what? One thing that is fun is there's still things that are trending for this fall. And a lot of them can really bring a lot of awesome into your life. And we are going to cover all of that. We have a great list of 10. You know, we love a list of 10 around here. So we have all of that coming up here in just a little bit. But first, let's go ahead and start this show the way we always do with our awesomes of the week. If you are new to Sorta Awesome, then let me tell you that our Awesome of the Week segment is where we stop and talk about TV shows, the books or movies or podcasts, products sometimes, just whatever is making life a little bit more awesome. This week, Kelly, I can't wait to hear what you have for us. I'm really excited to share what I have for the Awesomes this week because it is a new set of pajamas, which Mm -hmm. I mean, all right. I said in a recent Overflow episode for our superstars that this is the summer of comfort clothes. I mean, really, I should say the whole year of comfort clothes, because who needs to get dressed up anymore? And really, I'm sure you've seen the stories about, you know, the big clothing companies are actually, it's been like a 40% drop in us just buying even just t-shirts and jeans, much less 
really nice office wear that his places are closing. So I wanted to find at the beginning of summer some new pajamas. I've had some. They're not ratty, but they're just kind of getting old. My body shape is changing. You guys, I found these pajamas. I've been wearing them for more than a month. I can unequivocally say these are some of the best pajamas I've had in my adult life. So you know that you are speaking my love language when you're talking to me about pajamas. I am so excited. I cannot wait to hear all about these. Well, and here's the nice thing. So you can get them on Amazon. It's a brand called Hot Touch. And the thing that I like about it is that I like to wear pajama sets that have pants, even in the summer. And I know that there's a lot of people who don't, but here's the thing. I have, I don't know, somewhere in my Irish jeans, there's like a fast growing hair thing. And I hate stubble. I shave my legs every day. This is a controversial thing. There are lots of people who are like, what are you talking about? I hate it. So I cannot go to bed eight hours after I shave my leg and like feel my legs on each other. So no matter how hot it is, yes. I think that's just like a really interesting sensory thing. All of us have like our sensory triggers. And for you, it's like your legs, it's a little stubble. It's uncomfortable. You can't sleep. I get it totally. Yeah, it's like cactus legs. I just can't handle it. So it doesn't really matter how hot it is. I know I have a lot of friends who are like, it's too hot to wear pants, especially if you're getting to be the age that I am. I'm in my mid to late forties and you're hitting perimenopause. You might be having hot flashes. But these are awesome pajamas, even for that. And they do come in shorts. So if you are not a pants person and you want shorts, you can get a cute top and shorts. What I got are the striped pajamas, but they have lots of different sets of them. So I will just tell you right out what I got was one that's called Peacock Blue. So maybe that's the one that we'll link in our show notes. It is stripes in the bottom. It's a t-shirt V-neck. It's got a little striped pocket up on the top. So it's got a little matching thing. They are so cool and soft. They're rayon and spandex, so this is not necessarily a natural fiber, but because of that, I think that what they're doing is they're really that silky feel and they're holding their shape and their touchability longer than some of my other pajamas that will pill up or that sort of a thing, you know, look more worn. And they come in lots of really cute styles. Like they have lots of different stripes. They have some shirts that say, wake me later with like little closed eyes. They have a pineapple set, just really kind of fun graphic patterns if you want some lemons. And a lot of things come exactly the same style, but in shorts instead. So they're about the $30 price point. If you are an Amazon Prime member, they are free shipping and free returns, which that's always my go-to thing when I am shopping for clothes or shoes on Amazon. I'm just like, I don't know what the actual sizing is going to be. It does say true to size. I have found that for these pajamas. But if you're just like, I don't know, I hate to buy something and then have to pay to ship it back if it doesn't fit. So this is a free return. If you get it, it doesn't fit. You don't like it. You can return it back if you're a prime member. So I felt like it was very low risk for that. So again, around the $30 price point, you could wear these all day. Maybe you would feel weird wearing them to the store because definitely they're that kind of flowy pants leg that looks like pajamas, but they are not like scantily clad in any way. They are just pants and a t-shirt. You could for sure help your kids with school in the morning. You could maybe, if you put on makeup, even do a Zoom call at work in this. It just looks like a t-shirt. So I just feel like this is the pajamas that we need in 2020 to get through this year. Things that you can put on that also could double as clothes. They're going to be super comfortable, super cool. You could put a sweatshirt on. They're fantastic, you guys. So hot touch women's pajamas. They're sets. I got them in the pants, short sleeve shirts. You can get them with shorts if you want to. We will for sure put a link in the show notes. Yes. And I'm going to just go ahead. You're going to send me a link immediately. Yes. I need to order these now. (laughs) They sound fantastic. I love that. Okay. Well, my awesome of the week this week is a little bit more serious, but I'll tell you what, 
you could put on your comfiest pajamas and then hit play on this podcast that I'm going to recommend. It is called The Argument. It is a podcast from the New York Times. Have you listened to that? I have not, but I've heard about it. And so I'm really excited to hear what you think about it. It's on my list, but I haven't listened yet. Well, let me give you the setup. So this podcast is created and hosted by three of the New York Times opinion columnists. It's Frank Bruni, Ralph Douthat, and Michelle Goldberg. And every week they host a political discussion. Now, you guys, it's an election year, so there's a lot to discuss. I myself have been sitting out of political podcasts and news podcasts for a long time. Nude podcasts, I might be (laughs) a little bit more interested in. Not the news podcasts, though. But you know, there's a lot going on. I have to kind of filter for myself what I fill my mind with during the day. But somebody in the Hangout group, I want to say it was Awesome Haley, I hope I'm remembering this correctly, suggested this podcast on a discussion that we were having in there about political podcasts. And she really strongly recommended it because she said you really get a taste of and a flavor for like really, truly three different viewpoints. And then they're professional journalists. And so they aren't like screaming at each other. They speak really candidly with each other. Sometimes it gets a little bit heated, but they're colleagues and they're friends. And so it's this incredible picture into really smart people having really informed conversations slash debates. I mean, it's called the argument. I mean, I think that they really play on that word. And I'm a type nine, so I get real squeamish about anything that's truly arguing. To me, this is good, old-fashioned, healthy debate. So Frank Bruni kind of sits as sort of the moderate. He's really pretty centrist in a lot of his beliefs. He definitely leans to the left, I would say. Michelle Goldberg is definitely on the left. And then Ralph Douthat represents a conservative with the right point of view. And I really relate to Ross in a lot of ways. He's a Catholic like I am and also a convert like I am. And so I really appreciate a lot of his perspectives on things. Their whole tagline is that they're explaining arguments across the political spectrum in the modern search for common ground. So they really examine, and again, there's a lot of really good back and forth. Well, no, what about this? And I don't agree about that. And then they will say, now I do completely agree with your stance on this. And so Kelly, it is just so refreshing to hear grown-up people be able to exchange their opinions, take a stand for what they believe strongly, and still by the end of the podcast, they're laughing and joking and they're walking away. And I mean, I don't know them personally, but you get a sense that they're still friends. So I've really been loving it. They cover a lot, of course, of US-based politics and discussions. However, they'll sometimes jump outside of that and do some global perspectives. They had a conversation recently back in July called The Case for a One-State Solution, looking at the future of the Gaza Strip in Israel. Yeah, it was really, really good. Very powerful. They've had a guest on recently too, who's based out of Poland. And so she's talking about different political trends in Poland and how they might mirror things in the United States. So They definitely are not just totally U.S. focused. There is an eye on the rest of the world. However, I would say most of the topics they cover are definitely more pertinent to what's happening in the U.S. right now. So anyway, I'm just here to tell you all, if you want to feel like, okay, I feel like I can at least hear other people's opinions, maybe inform my opinion a little bit more strongly, and you would like for an Enneagram type nine who does not handle conflict well at all to recommend something for you. (laughs) (laughs) I'm here to say, go check out the Argument podcast from the New York Times. I think it is really helpful 
And again, it's just so refreshing to hear people strongly discuss topics without resorting to name calling and screaming and all of the other yucky stuff. Oh man, this is why I wanted to listen to it was that I'd heard some of that, but maybe not as eloquently or as deeply explained as you just did, Meg. You know, the show that I work for at Minnesota Public Radio is very similar in that sense that I do not want to listen to people yell at each other. I don't want to listen to them talk over each other. I don't want to listen to them being rude and sarcastic. And so it felt like when I started to listen to the show that I now help produce, it was one of the first times in my adult life that I'd heard a respectful, reasoned discussion of ideas. And I loved it. We don't have examples of that anymore, which is a shame. It's a shame. So I am so excited that this is out there and I would love just to, I'm going to be listening and boxing you now, all of my thoughts, because I think it's so important that we as adults in America at this very critical time, we don't have to agree, but we have to be able to respect each other and think, and we need to be able to listen and use reason to back up our things. So it's just so important. I'm so glad that you chose this. I really hope all the awesomes listen. Yeah, it's really good. Really good. Okay, well, those are our awesomes of the week this week. You know that we will put links to these into the show notes so that you can go and check them out for yourselves as well. Of course, we would love to hear what is awesome in your life. So please come and join us. If you haven't already, come over to our Instagram. We're always doing all kinds of fun things over there with not only new episode posts, but some of the new Instagram reels. Of course, we've got stories. In fact, Kelly did an amazing AMA this past week in stories and ask me anything. And so really got to have some good conversations with the awesomes of Instagram on that. And every Friday, we are, of course, talking about your awesome of the week and our awesome of the week thread. So again, that's at Sort of Awesome Show. If you haven't joined us in the Facebook group, we would love to have you. We have over 5,000 women who are just showing up for each other, supporting each other in so many ways every day. And of course, talking about awesome of the week on Fridays. So if you haven't joined us on Facebook, you can come over and find us at facebook.com slash groups slash sort of awesome hangout. Hey, awesomes, it's summer, it's hot and sticky. And as Kelly was just saying, the last thing you want to deal with right now is stubble. I am so excited to get to talk about Billy again this week because I'm here to tell you that they actually do have the best solution to stubbly legs I have ever found. And you guys, I've been shaving my legs for many years now. Billy has recreated an approach to shaving that is out to change the way that you shave. My daughters and I have been using Billy and we all agree it is the razor that leaves our legs feeling fantastic and smooth. Plus, it comes directly to you. There's no pink tax, no visit to the drugstore, and definitely no breaking the bank. In fact, when you go to mybilly.com, you can get their starter kit for just $9. That's going to include their award-winning razor, two refill blades, a magnetic holder that keeps your razor safe and dry in between uses, and they've just released three completely clean must have products to add to your self-care routine. They've got a lip balm, some dry shampoo, and some face wipes. So come and check out the razor that all of your fellow awesomes are loving. And that's no surprise because Billy is the razor that made everyone start talking about razors. And to express a little love for our show, go to mybilly.com awesome. It's a small way you can support us while getting the best razor you will ever own. It's just $9 to get your starter kit plus free shipping always. Go to mybilly.com slash awesome. That's spelled my B-I-L-L-I-E dot com slash awesome.
Friends, last week we talked all about TikTok and how freaky it is that the algorithm knows what we like so well. Well, this week I want to tell you about a company that has also nailed their algorithm, but in a totally non-creepy way. And that company is First Leaf. Thanks to First Leaf, we get personalized boxes of wine shipped right to our door. And because we've been First Leaf customers for almost two years now, their incredible algorithm knows exactly what we're looking for in a bottle of wine. Now, I'm not sure what kind of sorcery they use, but every time we open a new bottle, I am blown away by how perfect their picks are. So to get started with First Leaf, you start by taking a quick quiz. They assess your wine drinking preferences, and then First Leaf will send you six expertly picked bottles of wine based on your answers. And now here is where that algorithm comes in because First Leaf uses your ratings and feedback to refine your future shipments. So you just give each bottle a thumbs up or a thumbs down online and First Leaf takes care of the rest. And you can always choose what types of wine you want in your next box. They update their inventory every month. So there's always something new to try and their subscriptions are super flexible. You can totally choose when and how often you want to get shipments. First Leaf has a 100% satisfaction guarantee. So if you receive a bottle you aren't into, First Leaf will cover the cost. So you guys go sign up today to get six bottles of wine for only $29.95 plus free shipping. Just go to tryfirstleaf.com awesome. That's six bottles of wine for only $29.95 at firstleaf.com awesome. All right, Kelly, I mean... In some ways, I want to say it's hard to believe that we're staring down and into fall of 2020. Like, how is this really here already in a matter of weeks? Because, I mean, on the one hand, it seems like 2020 is the year that has always been and will always be. (laughs) It is a very groundhoggy day sort of year. (laughs) Yes. But on the other hand, in some ways, feel like time is flying faster than ever. So I don't know. Time is just a construct that doesn't make sense anymore. Well, I thought we could start out by talking about a couple of fashion trends. Now, it's going to be no surprise to anyone that masks and gloves are totally in this fall 2020 masks for the first time for a lot of us. But there's going to be a little bit of a fashion spin on it. So Kelly, I was wondering if you could tell us a little bit about some fun masks to maybe match our fall mood a little bit. That's exactly it. And the funny thing is, Meg, is that this last week, my family and I went on vacation In all stores, they were selling masks. Now, most of them were boring, but I said, why aren't they getting on this trend? This is a tourist town. They should be selling masks branded with their store or with the town, just like everybody's buying sweatshirts and t-shirts. And that is exactly what's happening, you guys. And they're even taking a false spin on it. So everyone has to wear masks. Let's treat it like it's a fashion accessory. It doesn't have to be paper ones. Okay, so maybe you have to wear those at some times. And the boring black ones, everybody's probably got one in their purse or in their car at this point. But what if this fall you got a flannel mask to go with the coziness of fall? It could match your flannel. I love that. Isn't that great? And I saw a couple up north. I love it. They were flannel. And I was like, brilliant. Oh, yes. Brilliant. Flannel masks. I was like, that's it. Very northern Minnesota, of course. But everybody can get into flannel in the fall. So that's some of the things that I have been seeing are flannel masks. I have seen some people wear denim masks because so many of us wear jeans. Although, Meg, I read that and I laughed because I had read a recent story about like Levi's are selling 40% less jeans this year. Like some jean companies are closing because what the pandemic is exposing to all of us is how uncomfortable jeans actually are. (laughs) 
who wants to wear a pair of itchy old jeans around the house when you could wear your pajamas? Exactly. You found it pinches. <laughs> maybe jeggings. Jeggings will be the new denim. But maybe a denim face mask is kind of like a jegging for your face. I don't know. Oh, like, there we go. They're not going to be that like super. They're not going to have a button over your nose or, you know, like the little studs that go in and crimp on your hips. But it's a cute look. Of course, the flannel ones. I loved this. This was back in the spring. But I'm imagining that as we move into the holiday season, Jesse Lee in our sort of awesome hangout group had a sequin face mask. So these came out in the spring for girls who were going to prom and had to like if they could go to a small group prom and they had this beautiful fancy dress. So they made these sequin face masks that you could at least look dressy with your mask on. Oh my gosh. I love that. I have not seen those, but that is amazing. Yeah. You can get those on Etsy. I would imagine you could probably get on Amazon as well. And then I have seen this for kids. I put this on my Instagram story recently. If your kids, especially if they're under like the 10 and under group, and they're going to be going out and you want them to have some sort of a mask or a face shield. So this is something for the face shields among us, which I think is really nice for those little kids. They're called shield pals. And they are like a little accessory that you can put on top of the face shield or on the actual mechanism that holds the shield. And they come with all of these like costumes kind of painted and printed on them. So now your kid looks like they're wearing a tiara or they're a unicorn or they're a frog head or it's an astronaut mask or a pirate or even a doggy. They're super cute. You have to get your own face shield. Those cost, I think, like the actual mechanism, maybe $40, $30 for kids. Then you can get these shields that have the print on it for just six and you clip it on. So I was like, this is what we're going to be seeing this fall is people taking what we have to do and finding a way to make it fun, a way to make it less scary. I saw a sign on vacation this last week that said, to come in my store, you have to wear a mask, but it'll be fun, like a costume. And I was like, (laughs) you know, we're all trying. This is like a great way to look at it and say, if I've got to do this, how can I make it a little bit of a twist and say, maybe I can have some fun with this. Maybe I can accessorize it. I totally agree. I love that one for the kids and the face shields. I'm going to definitely be looking that up for the twins. But I think you're right in this moment when, just like you were saying earlier, so many things feel so out of our control. I think this is a great example of one thing that you can do that's like, you know what, I have to do this, but I can at least make it fun or make it fashion. And then so many companies are rising to the occasion. I love this entrepreneurial innovative spirit of like, hey, there's a need right here. What can we do to step in and make this a little bit easier for people, for families? So that's so fantastic. Right. You can make it look cute, you know, like we were saying with a flannel or maybe like a fall leafy print, or you can make it fun, like for the kids. And I have seen people putting, even they've taken pictures and put their own face on their face mask, you know, like the bottom. Uh So there's some really fun ways too. I think that you can say like smile, use something on your face mask that is communicating to the people out there. Like we're in this together. I'm trying to make you lighten up. It's almost like a bumper sticker for your face. You can make it funny or, you know, put your political spin on it, whatever you want. I just think there's a lot of fun ways to do it. Kind of an awesome sort of way to take this thing that is, I mean, I don't know. I completely 100% believe in the reason why we're wearing face masks. But I also just, the reality is they're, they're uncomfortable. You know, like nobody wants to keep wearing a face mask forever. So if we have to, how can we do it for this time period in a way that makes it more awesome? Oh my gosh, that's so great. Okay, well, another thing that had already been in actually before the quarantine hit is gloves. Gloves are super in 
for fall 2020. In fact, I found a quote from an influencer named Janelle Lloyd, like that's her actual J-O-V is she's an influencer. (laughs) And the quote said, gloves were on the runways at Saint Laurent, at Gucci, at Ola Johnson, and more in rich leather textures and statement hues paired with everything from dresses to tops to blazers. With the pandemic still in full swing, it's the perfect fall accessory for both style and safety. Now, I thought that was so interesting because again, the fashion houses were already showing gloves as a trend for fall. And now it's like, well, maybe people actually really do want to wear gloves. I do think it's so funny and interesting. I can't wait to see how this translates to everyday fashion, Kelly. But one thing I kept seeing on almost every fashion site that I checked out for fall trends is that not just gloves, but like opera length gloves. Oh, wow. Really it. I know. Again, they look really cool on the runway. I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to rock them running errands around town, getting groceries (laughs) or anything like that. But definitely the gloves, they're in for fall in all kinds of textures. And if you really want to make a statement, you could get a pair of statement opera length gloves to rock this fall. To wear with your pajamas when you go to the grocery store. You will be serving quite a look if you choose to put that all together. How are you on gloves? I mean, I know in Minnesota, obviously gloves are a pragmatic essential for like really cold weather, but like outside of, you know, just wearing them in cold weather, are you a gloves kind of person? I'm not a gloves kind of person, especially in these days. I just wash my hands a lot. It's a little bit easier because really gloves, you should like my kids who work at Starbucks, they wear gloves, but In a perfect world, they would be switching their gloves in between every drink, which is impractical. So yeah, I have just been washing my hands. I do really like the look of a glove, you know, like with a dressy outfit. I've never been able to embrace it, much like my love of hats. We don't wear hats in America the way that they used to. And I love the look, but it's nothing that I have ever been brave enough to try to pull off. Yeah, totally. It's definitely a callback to a different time and era. And some people I do think can very sophisticatedly pull it off. I've never really tried It's really is like a sensory thing for me. I've never found a pair of gloves that I didn't feel like, well, you know, I do have the problems with my fingernails not being able to breathe when they're painted. So you can imagine for the whole hand to be covered, it just really squeaks me out. You're like, why would you hate your hands that much? Why would your whole (laughs) hand be not be able to breathe? You're like suffocating me. Yes. I mean, I kind of feel like that even with gloves in the winter, gardening gloves. So yes, I completely understand why fashion designers are saying this could be a trend and we could jazz this up, but I don't know. Awesomes, if you jump on this bandwagon, please do come and tell us so we can admire your bravery and style. Please please do. Yes, totally, totally. Okay, well, next up, I wanted to talk a little bit about upgrading our home office spaces and our school spaces and our homes. Again, some of the spaces we do have control over. Kelly, one of the most fascinating things about everything that's happened with shifts in our normal life through the quarantine is that many companies are realizing like, hey, like maybe we'll have work at home solutions for a lot longer. Maybe this is, you know, kind of really working out in terms of saving on overhead and other things like that. And so I think a lot of people might be working from home for an extended amount of time. And then there's a lot of families like ours that are going to be schooling from home for a while. So I was wondering if you could tell us a little bit about some of the home office things that you could just maybe do a little bit of an upgrade on 
if you're going to be camped out at home doing your work anyway. Right. And I will say right here that I'm raising my hand saying I'm somebody who really does need this kick as we move into fall back into a quote unquote, you know, somewhat maybe more predictable schedule where summer has been even more unpredictable, which everything is unpredictable this year. When we were sent home from the radio station to work from home, and I've told a lot of people, it's crazy to me that we have actually executed what I would call the zombie apocalypse plan. You know, like most companies have this, like what if our building was bombed and we couldn't do radio from here? Like how would we do radio? And we had this, it's like plan after all the plans, like, well, first we would do this and then first we do this, but if we really can't even go into the building, what do we do? And we have executed it. So now almost everybody works at home doing live radio. So we have a handful of people who still go into the building either for ease or because their house isn't completely wired yet. Like if they're a host, we have to have so much redundancy for them. But it's like out of 400 people or so that go into our building, we have maybe 20 that go in anymore. So I am doing live radio from home, but yet I don't have a space. My desk is actually in our bedroom and the Wi-Fi is not consistent back here. So I have been ever since the spring when I do radio, I have to plug my laptop in. It's on top of a metal file cabinet in my husband's office where that was the only place I could put my screen. I sit on a tiny little step stool with my knees up, tilted one direction and do live radio because it was the only spot available. My butt goes numb. I'm on the ground. It's right next to the litter box. So most of the time I'm having to like breathe in Uh, a candle because it's the morning and the cat is using the litter box. It is not sustainable. But you know, like what happened in the spring, and I think this is true for a lot of women, is we went, I got to find something. Like, we'll just do this and put my computer here. The other place that I put my laptop when it's not plugged in like that is out on the kitchen on a counter that doesn't have a spot for my legs. But I pull a stool over and like straddle it and work there. I don't have a workspace for my actual job. So we are now, I think that we've been told at least at the end of the year, probably next summer, we will just count on not being back in the office. So this is the time, you guys. Here's my backstory. I will take pictures so you can see how horrible my workspace is now. Let's hold each other accountable. Let's get it together and prioritize our own comfort and our sanity and say, not just for other people, we need a space to work. And it doesn't have to be super expensive. It doesn't have to be a home remodel. Because let's face it, the contractors are so busy. They're going to be like, I can get to it next August. You're not going to be able to do that anyway, unless you can do it or, you know, somebody that's one of your close friends can do it. Here are the things that I want to say we can prioritize. You can prioritize your chair. Okay. So right now I'm sitting on a step stool or a like $50 Walmart kitchen stool that I bought 10 years ago that every single day I have to tighten the screws because it's going to fall apart. Oh no. Yeah, I know. You're exactly right though. We all just were like, okay, just look around, whatever works, whatever works. Whatever works. Yes. A proper chair. A proper chair. Something that's ergonomic, especially if you are at your computer for, I want to say more than four hours a day, you're like, this is your health, right? You want to be able to have everything at the right height. So look into a chair. Now you can spend lots of money in a chair. I don't think you have to. Costco has chairs. Amazon has chairs. And places like that have chairs. Look at those reviews. There are so many good people giving you feedback on reviews. You can find a chair. I would bet that's in your price point. It might not be super cute. It might not be exactly your style, but make the comfort the priority and not just necessarily the look. I have a little pro tip to go. Oh, I would love a pro tip. So don't just limit yourself to looking for things that are labeled office chair, because some of those really might be out of your price point. But for example, AJ has a computer gaming chair 
that was like $99 or something on Amazon. It is so comfortable. We all fight over who gets to sit in the gaming chair because it's actually set up in our dining room. It is so comfortable and it was so cheap and you could totally use it for your office chair, especially if it's just, you're like, I just need a temporary solution. So sometimes the things that are not labeled office supplies, you're going to be able to get a better price point on. Right. And lots of times office chairs have wheels on them, right? There's like that wheel is somehow a big deal. I don't think I need a wheel. So I could even look at kitchen chairs or even living room chairs, because sometimes if they've got a nice strong back, that's what I'm looking for. Because even wood isn't horrible. The chair that I have on my actual office in the bedroom, too far for me to do my work on, but it's a wood chair, but it's very comfortable the way the back is shaped. So I do, that's a great pro tip, Meg, to say, look in all sorts of chairs, look on Facebook marketplace. That's something else that, you know, everybody is just like, I can't use this, but I could use that. Right. So look for the chair. Same thing goes for the desk. So I don't even have a desk out in the main area that I can use. And that is my goal for this fall is to fix that. I need a spot where maybe I don't move all of my personal computer stuff, but a spot where I can do my work and sit in a chair at a desk, not on a step stool at a filing cabinet to do my work. So desks don't, again, have to be a lot of money. You could get a kitchen table. That could be the right height. You could look for a desk that has all the traditional, like the storage and that sort of thing. And I think this is something that I think you want to talk a little bit about school spaces, but I think sometimes you can get kitchen tables if they're wide enough, you know, you can put people on different sides. If you got a cheap wood kitchen table that was just, as long as it's sturdy, you could even put a hole in the middle of it to have the wires come up and go different directions, you know, so that it's not so a tripping hazard of having everybody have their stuff out. I just think there's lots of ways we could rethink this and also rooms that we could rethink where this stuff goes. Lots of us have, if you have an older house, you have a living room that no one really uses anymore because we use family rooms and kitchens. So maybe that becomes your office. Maybe that toy room or there's a basement room, as long as you've got good Wi-Fi, that we can put the desks there and say, this is going to be the dedicated office space. And then the third one is lighting. I just want to say how wonderful having a lamp or maybe even just one other thing that makes your desk feel attractive and fun. So it's not just the utilitarian thing, whether it's like a ball drawer, you know, with really colorful Sharpies, you've got some, maybe some flowers, you have a lamp or some sort of a pendant lighting that's going to light that space, help with your eyes and just make it feel more warm and cozy. I just think that is a small expense that could really bring you so much joy in a space that you're going to be at day to day in a year where things feel very chaotic. It would really be truly something that is worth having. Yes, I agree with all of that. That sounds fantastic. And I absolutely agree that most of us just kind of like threw together whatever could work in the moment. And that now, like you were saying, you have directions from your office. This is going to be for a while, you guys. So might as well kind of fix things up and bring some awesome and some joy into it for sure. So fix it up for you. But I think you have some ideas on how to fix it up for maybe your kids too, because it was the same thing in the spring. We all just went, uh, do it on the kitchen table. But we're going into a whole year of this now. For our school district, we know for sure everybody will be doing remote learning, learning from home for at least the first nine weeks or our years are divided into four, nine weeks. So we don't know exactly what's going to happen after that, if there will be an on-campus option at some point, but we know for sure the first nine weeks, everyone's at home. So this is heavy on my mind. I've got four school age kids. They're going to be in various modes of remote learning. Two of them are going to be basically on their school provided laptops from like 8.30 to 3.30, essentially. 
I mean, with breaks in between, but it's, I mean, like they got to have a station. There's going to have to be like a school station for them. The twins are going to be doing a little bit different style of learning. And so they are going to be a little bit more flexible. But so this has been on my mind so much to set up a school station. And that's going to look like a lot of different things. Like you said, Kelly, maybe it's repurposing spaces that we never thought we would be using for schooling, making it happen. So one thing I am thinking about a lot is chargers and like power strips, where to literally plug people in. Well, all of their devices, because living in an old house, we have not great outlet situations like our bedrooms. There'll be literally one outlet in the whole bedroom. And so figuring out how do we make this work in our common areas? We, of course, have some more outlets, but they're like in random places. And so looking around to figure out where can chargers go, especially for the ones who are going to be on their devices for a big chunk of the day. So kind of looking around, looking for creative solutions on that. And another thing, like you were just saying, thinking about your own personal comfort as you're doing your work, but kids kind of need to have that comfort situation too. I mean, school desks are not the most comfortable thing ever, but they also have a lot of opportunity usually at school to be up and out of their chair. And, you know, they're not just kind of stuck there. So looking for chair solutions that would be really comfortable, even if that just means adding some cushions to the chairs that you already have or setting up maybe a living room or a den, just setting up one corner maybe of a love seat that is close to an outlet and saying, okay, like this is your school station. We're going to put all of your stuff here and this is where you sit. Being flexible with it. And I mean, the kind of great thing, but also the stressful thing is that kids are so different. So what would totally work for one kid, one of my kids would be the most comfortable like at a table that is like a desk and it's very organized and all of the things are close at hand. While another one is going to want to be like basically in her bed. <laughs> doing okay. Yeah. Beautiful. Right. No, I do know people who really just want to be in that cozy environment. And so you could find some sort of a desk laptop that goes on in their bed, right? Yes. Those lap desks that you can get on Amazon. There's all kinds of laptop trays and lap desks. Amazon is a great place to look, but really any kind of home store is probably going to have some kind of workable solution for that, for those kids. I wanted to tell you one bonus thing. I recently, because we have a wall in our house that it divides the bedrooms, but then right in the middle of the wall, there are French doors. And finally, after all these years of living in this house, we've decided we have got to get some acoustic tiles up on that. And so I started looking around again on Amazon. And I found that you can get acoustic tiles for very reasonable prices. And what you can do is, especially if you have a kid who really, really needs a low stimulation environment, who gets really distracted by noise and siblings that are doing their own things, you can get these acoustic tiles. You can put them up with those 3M command tape strips that you can just pull off the wall, but you can attach them to either a wall or even put them on the backside of a door. Now they're not gonna be really aesthetically pleasing, I'm sorry to say, because they are just acoustic foam, but they can really dampen the sound. And again, for kids who are trying to focus in and learn or trying to be meeting with classes online, I'm thinking, Kelly, I'm sure you are too, because you have four kids. I'm thinking like large family solutions for doing all this school stuff. But you know what? Those acoustic tiles can also be great for your work space as well. If you are having to be on Zoom calls all day or like, you know, you have to actually do studio work from home, it's a really great temporary solution. You could keep them up as long as you needed to, but 
for just right now, they're really reasonable. I can't remember. I think like a 12 pack was going to be, I don't know, under $30. So I'll put a link in the show notes of some of the ones that I found. But anyway, for thinking about kids who need a really quiet environment, I was like, this is really perfect. And what a great time to have come across this. I never would have thought of putting up acoustic tiles in my own home. So, Well, and not only for kids who like a quiet environment, but if you have more than one kid and they're on Zoom calls, that's something that we ran into. We have our kids all kind of doing school in one room. It's fairly large. So they're not right next to each other. But even then, if one person was on a Zoom call and they're talking and their teacher's talking, if they weren't wearing headphones and then somebody else was trying to watch, it was difficult, let's just say. And then, of course, during the hour that I'm doing live radio, they're talking. I'm trying to answer phone calls while in the same headset listening to my show. So having some space to say, let's just have some quiet areas is so smart. Honestly, it's so smart. Yes. So good. Okay, well, speaking of upgrading, now that we are all really settled into the spaces that are homes and most big gatherings are still going to be canceled for a while. For example, maybe one of the things you look forward to so much during the fall is like going to football games, going to the state fair, and maybe a lot of those aren't going to be happening. It really is kind of a nice time to spruce up your home. Not necessarily like you were saying, this isn't the time to do a big renovation unless you're ready to do it yourself, which, hey, more power to you. But if not, this is a good time to just kind of take the time to do some little things to make your house a little more cozy, especially now that we are going into fall and it's already a cozy-ish season we might just put a little extra effort and intention into it this year. So Kelly, what were some of the things that you think might be good to tackle right now? I think that a lot of these ideas are really brilliant because they are accessible. They don't cost much money. And they're probably things that you've thought of anyway that can make a really big impact in a space that you are now going to be in 24-7. feels like forever and ever. So how about this one? Replace your light fixtures. When was the last time that you either bought a new lamp or looked at those pendants that hang in your kitchen or in your entryway somewhere and just said that could use like a little bit of a lift that could use some modernizing. I mean, we still have at least one boob light in a hallway somewhere that probably I could have that go. I don't need boob lights. I don't need those hanging from my ceiling. I have not thought about boob lights in a long time. Yes. Those are definitely of an era right. in American design, for sure. This is the year, <laughs> Awesomes. We could single-handedly rid the world of boob lights. It is a public service that we could be doing. And you could update it. There's so many cute, <laughs> cute, different fixtures that are out there. And again, you don't have to spend a lot of money. You could look at Ikea, although we all know Ikea is like kind of backloaded right now as far as, but they do ship. You could look at Overstock. You could look at the Facebook marketplace still. I've seen people selling those sorts of things. And of course, lamps too, lamps and table lamps, finding not only maybe better height or a different drum that is going to let more light in or let less light in, but also looking at the light bulbs themselves and saying, am I using not only the most energy efficient, but is it the right color of light that I want in here? What we need? Do we need this to be more of a warm light that's going to be more soothing or do I need it to be a brighter, more intense light to keep people moving around and thinking that's just not much money. And I think if you change out your lights, that's one huge step toward updating a room. You could also, same thing, we always talk about it, but not only paint a wall, you could use, you know, there's all these different self-adhesive wallpapers right now. Maybe there's just one wall, just like an entry wall or one wall in a bathroom, or maybe the wall behind your desk 
where you could get some fun prints that would put up and that would just jazz it up so quickly. It's very low commitment, you know, because you can peel them back off if you don't like it or you just feel like that's not the exact thing for you. Paint, of course, takes some work, but it's not a lot of money. And that even painting and freshening the color that you already have, I think makes a difference. We had a hallway that we needed to have somebody come in and repair some drywall this year. And so then they repainted kind of that hall and into our entryway. And it was so nice. I was like, look at that. Look how nice it looks. You know, it just looks fresh again. And then the other one I want to mention, because this is something that I'm going to be thinking about this winter is houseplants. So we have talked about houseplants a lot on the podcast. And I know everybody feels like, I don't know if I have a green thumb enough. Maybe this is the year we try. Plants are really good for our mental health. They're good for the air. And I think if we're going to be home all the time to have like a little thing that is there that you can take care of, there's probably some spot, even in the winter, if I can do it awesomes in Minnesota in the winter, when we have about 20 minutes of sunlight a day, I'm going to try and get a plant shelf and put it by like my one South facing window and see if I can't keep a bunch of these house plants that I bought most at Trader Joe's or Aldi. These were not expensive. You know, they're small house plants and see if I can keep them alive in the winter. Because I think that it's just one of those things like, hey, there's something that's living. It looks fresh. It's happy. There's so many different ones from succulents to some sort of a leafy palm green, whatever you wanted to get that would really make your house feel fresh and new. And it would give you something to kind of watch it grow. That's a way we can mark time, Meg. If Meg feels like a weird construct right now. Yes. Hey, look, that thing is growing. There are flowers, you know, on my piece, Lily. Yeah, I love that. And that is one of the least money investment things that you can do that makes a huge difference. Like you said, Costco, Trader Joe's, Sam's Club. I have talked about on the show before, Rebecca brought this to my attention, that you can order live plants on Amazon. I have one. It came as a two pack. I gave one to my best friend, Catherine, and I kept one. It's coming up on two years, Kelly. Almost two years. I have kept that beautiful little plant alive. I got it on Amazon. It was so cheap. So if you are nervous about it, if you do think like, I don't know, I mostly kill plants, start simple, go cheap, and then see if you can keep that alive and then kind of go from there. Because I think that is such a fantastic idea for this fall as we head into the winter, bring in something green and living. So I love that. I was going to talk about doing some decluttering, but I changed my mind at the last minute because I think we need to talk about the company Go Clean Co. Yes. Have you heard of Go Clean Co? I have. I am not like a huge devotee, but I have definitely read about them. And I love what they're doing as far as inspiring people to clean, especially in these days when we're all home. So we're like, I can tackle that very Martha Stewart feeling of like cleaning my sheets or things that we just don't look at all the time. Now we all of a sudden see like cobwebs and dinginess. Exactly. Here's the thing. I'm not surprised that you have heard of them because when I first found them and I heard about them from the awesomes, I think they had just over 200,000 followers on Instagram. Kelly, they're about to reach 900,000 followers on Instagram. In fact, they are a company that has totally blossomed during this time of quarantine. You know, I think their prior focus was really just, they have a local cleaning company, local to them. I think they're in Calgary, maybe. They're in Canada somewhere. And no offense to the Canadians, they're like, Canada somewhere. (laughs) Come on, we have cities here too. But they are all about teaching people how to clean the correct way and especially to do deep cleans. So I went ahead months ago and bought their cleaning handbook. And Kelly, I will tell you what, I've been keeping a home for a number of years, over 20 years now. I learned things and it's a very short handbook. 
I learned things about how to properly deep clean things that I was like, oh my gosh, what are you talking about? I've never done that before. (laughs) And one of the reasons that they have gotten so big, I mean, they have a great hashtag for their followers. It's the hashtag cleaning army. And they really are about like attacking the dirt and the grime in your home. But one of the things that they have been so well known for is they have taught people how to strip their laundry. And I was like really delighted to see this because I'm familiar with stripping pieces of laundry from way back in my cloth diapering days. Cloth diaper people, families really do a lot of laundry stripping because you want to get rid of that buildup over time because it can really build up, as you can imagine, in baby diapers. So they're teaching people how to strip their actual clothes their sheets, their linens, their towels, those types of things with a mix of borax and some kind of a laundry soda. You could add like a water softener like Calgon and a big scoop of Tide. I've often wondered if they are on the secret payroll. I have too. <laughs> all of their cleaning recipes, all of it, it all comes down to basically hot water, Tide, bleach, and that's just about it. <laughs> I do think that this deep cleaning approach is really on trend right now as we're in the summer and moving into the fall, because again, so many people are at home. After a while, you look around, like right now, I'm looking in the mirror, I can see reflected to me in the mirror, our ceiling fan, which I had turned off for recording. Kelly, the layer of dust on the blades of that ceiling fan is out of a horror movie. I was just looking at my (laughs) ceiling fan this morning. I only have one in our house. It's above our bed. I woke up early. I was looking at the same thing. Like, the outline. I don't think it's supposed to be a black outline around the white fan blades. Nope. Nope. It is not supposed to look like what mine looks like right now. So, you know, we're home so much that it is kind of coming to our attention like, oh my gosh, I've been overlooking this for so long. Maybe I need to get serious about some of this. So I'm personally going to give an awesome seal of approval to Go Clean Co because truly I learned things about cleaning in their little handbook that I'd never heard before. And it's so helpful. And it is actually really invigorating. They're kind of like a really tough, no-nonsense approach to cleaning. And it makes you feel like, you know what? I can do that. I am going to deep clean this thing. I am going to strip this laundry. People have found the laundry stripping to be so satisfying because a lot of people do it in a sink or even in your bathtub. And the water that is left behind, oh my gosh, you will be like, well, now I have to strip my laundry forever because I can't stand the thought that my laundry is hanging onto this much gunk and grime and stuff, even after it comes out of the washing machine. So anyway, that's Go Clean Co on Instagram, but they have all kinds of great stuff on their Instagram. If you don't want to buy their handbook, they've got, oh my gosh, just cleaning wisdom galore going on over there for sure. Okay, well, let's talk a little bit about something that we can do if we are feeling a little down, a little blue about, you know, still being in quarantine. One of the hardest things, Kelly, I think is that it's just the on and onness and not knowing when it's going to be over. So obviously if you're not feeling for chipper and if you're feeling maybe even a little bit hopeless these days, I believe in my heart of hearts that one good cure for hopelessness is to try helpfulness, doing something good can kind of lift us up out of the darkness for a little bit. And so Kelly, I was wondering, we as sort of awesome have worked in the past with the Kids in Need Foundation. You have a special connection to Kids in Need Foundation. So as we're looking at the start of the school year in various ways, shapes and forms right now, I was wondering what you could tell us maybe a little bit about what's going on with Kids in Need. Right. And I was so glad, honestly, honored, Meg, that you had said, hey, maybe Kids in Need is a good fit for this because it is. 
So Awesomes, if you are not aware, Kids in Need is run by my husband, Corey Gordon. He is the new CEO. He started last fall. Kids in Need is an organization that works in schools with 60 or 70% or more free and reduced lunch to help the teachers have supplies for their classrooms and the kids in their classrooms. Because we all know, and I know there are teachers who are listening to my voice right now who have spent their own money to buy supplies for their classroom or for the kids in their classroom because they could not bring it to school themselves. So this organization exists to get supplies to kids who need it. And even though this school year is going to be just a mess and everybody's like doing it their own way, this is still a year that kids now more than ever need supplies, whether they're doing it in a classroom or they're doing it at home. One of the things that teachers really found to their great dismay last spring was how many kids If they didn't have internet, they also didn't even have a pencil. They didn't have paper there. So the teachers were like, I can bring you worksheets. You know, I can try to get it to you. If we even know where you live, there were kids in Minneapolis. I forget how many that are just, they are homeless themselves. So then they didn't even have a way to be tracked down. So this is a critical need right now. And it's awesome because this is so accessible for us as women in our community who either love teachers because they teach our kids. We know teachers. We are teachers. We want to believe in them. There are so many ways that you can help out. So what we are going to do versus me telling you every possible iteration of way that you could help is my husband has created a page for the awesomes. So if you go to chaos, yeah, he was like, I can do this. This is easy. And he also really likes Meg, you guys. He's just like, I would do this. Absolutely. (laughs) Kids in Need Foundation is the name. So it's K-I-N-F dot org backslash awesome. And you're going to find the details. I will give you a very quick rundown. Here's what you can do. You can buy school supplies and it will have a list there of what they need most critically. And you can ship them for free to a kids in need location and they will get them to school. Zappos has come on board as a corporate sponsor and they are paying for all the shipping. So you can go to your stores or your online shopping, especially those loss leaders that Walmart and Target and Office Max, everybody, you know, so when they're doing those 10 cent notebooks, buy the maximum that you can collect them and then ship them off to kids in need. And you will absolutely, I can guarantee that it will go to a teacher or to a kid that needs it. So the things that they need the most really are the most basics. It's like notebooks, folders, pencils, pencil sharpeners, crayons, headphones. Of course, this year, now more than ever, antibacterial wipes, things like that. They can use them. We can also just talk about ways that you could just send money. If you're like, I would rather just give you money and have you buy it. There are scores of stores around the country that teachers can go to and basically shop for free. So they would use that money to stock backpacks and scissors and things. And teachers can go in there and shop. And I will say that also we're going to put a link on that page that is for teachers. So if you are a teacher listening to me in the awesome community and you work at one of these schools, There will be a place that you can go and find out, A, if there's a resource center in your city or B, how you can get signed up for the programs that you can start to get some, we can ship some supplies to you. This is such a practical thing to do. And also your kids can do it. That will be one of the other link is that there have been some teenagers this summer who have been bored and said, how can I help? And so they have started their own fundraising drives on social media, buying notebooks or buying pencils. And they've raised literally tens of thousands of notebooks and tens of thousands of pencils that they are donating through like their own GoFundMes and things like that. And it's been super empowering. And I would imagine if you have a middle school or high schooler who's kind of a justice warrior saying, hey, here's something really practical that you can do is a great way. And there's so many skills they can learn through this, setting up web pages, talking to businesses about donating product, 
it really could end up being one of those things where they're learning practical skills in this school year where things are crazy and we're helping somebody else out. So I just think we need to get out of our own space. It's okay to acknowledge and say, this sucks and it is hard and I don't like it. These are all very true. Also, other people are having a sucky and hard year. How can I come alongside and help? We are in this together. I just think it's one of those huge mental shifts that if we can go into our fall saying, it doesn't have to be just how hard it is for me. It can be that I also still have agency. I can move in this world. I can do something about it. That's amazing. Oh my gosh. I'm like on the verge of tears right now. I kept getting, every time you would say something new, I just would get chill bumps head to toe. I love Kids in Need Foundation so much. They are such an incredible organization doing so many great things for teachers and for school kids, which of course just is so close to my heart. So thank you to Corey for setting that up for us. And I'm so excited to see what the Austins do with that. Really quickly, I want to give a big shout out to a movement called the Mini Pantry Movement, because even just as late as this past April, large national survey found that more than 17% of moms reported that their children under 12 were not getting enough to eat because families can't afford food. So food insecurity is like, you know, it's a constant issue. But as of right now in our current economic state in our country, food insecurity is such a real thing. And so if you are able to give, and this is all locally based, it's just a total grassroots movement. If you are able to either give, or maybe you're somebody who needs to find one of these to receive food, I highly encourage looking them up. It's littlefreepantry.org. It's the same concept, Kelly, kind of like Little Free Library instead of books. Yes, I've seen them. Yeah, Yeah, it's so smart. Yeah, instead of books, it's food. We have one in several in Oklahoma City, but one in a neighborhood really close to ours. And it's really cool to see people keeping those things stocked. So last thing, as we're wrapping up, I would love to talk about just finding something fun to do with your hands. You know, kind of the thing that we were just talking about, something good and helpful to do for others. Sometimes doing something just fun for ourselves can bring a little more awesome, a little bit more joy to our own lives. And sometimes it means doing like an actual project with your hands and finding something to do with that. I was wondering what cool finds we could share with the awesomes. Okay. Well, I have to share because this is one of my very favorite stores for very fun and cool things, especially for gifts. It's called Uncommon Goods. You guys, if you don't know this store, I love this store. It's so creative and they always seem to find those things that you think, well, that's a good idea. And so I have bought lots of different things and lots of gifts at Uncommon Goods over the years. So here are a couple that don't cost a lot of money. That would be a great project for you and maybe even you and other people who would be inside of your bubble, inside of your house. One is a world map tablecloth that you can color. So it's like a cartoon. Yeah, it's very cute. And it's got lots of geography on there. You're looking at the colors. You're looking at different things, you know, for kids, especially elementary and younger who are like, oh, that's where that is. You know, this is where the Grand Canyon is. And this is where the Taj Mahal is. And looking at the map and you're coloring it at the same time. So it's something to do and something that's like sneakily learning at the same time. I just think that's super fun. It's $30. So this is not like a super big pricey thing. They also have, this would not be for your kids, I think, unless you have older kids who want to do it. They have some absolutely stunning paint by number kits. I mean, I loved paint by number stuff when I was a kid. And so this is just bringing it into the modern era. They give you the paints. You've got a paint by number. You get a couple brushes. Probably would take three to five hours. They're guessing. They're kind of vintagey style. The ones that I'm looking at right now are like springtime ones. They're flowers. It's a flower arrangement. They're $34. What a great way to just spend an evening 
I think that these are the kinds of things that we can do that are kind of Zen and help us to stop doom scrolling mm-hmm. through, you know, Twitter or I don't know. I don't think I can doom scroll TikTok. TikTok is definitely saving my life, but getting off of screens, I think is really important for all of us for our mental sanity right now. And then, oh my word, this one is absolutely my favorite. They have a felt succulent kit. Yes, I have seen this there because I love to browse there too. I want this so much. It's so it's thrilling. adorable. So, so, so it comes with all these pieces of felt that you put together with, I'm going to guess, thread. Yeah, I think so. I yeah, think it says maybe even like rubber bands and things like that, that you're going to like pull them together at the bottom. And they give you a little box, just like if it was a actual, you know, succulent box of things that they put in then that you can put your little felt succulents in and make a little arrangement. $20, you guys. Adorable. And you can't kill them or not forget to water them because you think they're fake. (laughs) Yes, exactly. It's just a great project. And I think this could be done by like a teenager too. Like that would make a great gift, just something to do, something fun and get off of the screens and remember that we're going to be okay. Absolutely. Well, as you can imagine, Etsy has all kinds of craft kits and all kinds of ideas there. One thing that AJ and I decided to take up is we decided we wanted to do some embroidery. Embroidery is having such a moment right now in fall of 2020. The summer, people started working on it. Our friend Jessica Turner has been doing some embroidery. She's been showing some of her work. Katie Cobb, who's an awesome and also one of the co-hosts of the Currently Reading podcast, has been doing some stitching and some fun embroidery. And I think it's like you said, it's the zen of just like the needle and the thread and something very simple, but can create something very beautiful. So again, over on Etsy, I'll link to a few of the ones that AJ and I checked out, but you can find tons of beginner kits. Even if you have never picked up a needle in your whole entire life, you can find a kit that's very simple and will get you started with embroidery. And I love embroidery because it's really portable. You can take it from room to room, can sit and work on it while you're watching Netflix at night. It's just a really great, project and something that kids can take up too. So she and I are both, we have our kids that we're working on and we can sit and stitch and talk in those types of things. So anyway, doing something fun with your hands, that's not even like you have to do it. You just want to, it's the perfect time of year to do that. So anyway, you guys, I hope you enjoyed our list. Kelly, thank you so much for bringing these ideas. These have been so fun to hear you share about. If people do want to find you on the social medias, call you out when you're not doom scrolling. <laughs> or call me out and be like, Kelly, are you doom scrolling? Are you on right now? Just get off. Go make yourself a felt succulent, Kelly. Come check on me. Yeah, you're going to find me on Twitter, which unfortunately is where I am a lot of the time, at Kelly Gordon MN from Minnesota. And I'm also trying to make more of a reappearance on Instagram, which is a happier social medium for me, at Kelly Gordon MN there as well. Okay, well, you guys know you can find me on all the social medias at Sorta Awesome Meg. If you have ideas for what's trending this fall that you want to tell us about, or you just want to hang out with us and participate in all the awesome things, you can join us on Facebook or Instagram, TikTok or YouTube. You can get your daily dose of awesome from Awesome Today. So don't miss out on any of that. I'm Meg Teets, and this is Sorta Awesome. The Sorta Awesome Show is a production of Sorta Awesome Media, the company that's all about bringing you all the awesome that you need to know in this and every season of life. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. 
Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.